0: Hi friends and welcome. I'm so excited to share with you Fumble to Faith, my podcast where I talk about starting over with God right where you are every time and any time that you may need to, because we have all been there. And his word says in Deuteronomy 31 6, be strong and courageous. He will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your host Ferrari and I'm by no means a pastor, minister or a faith leader, but I am a servant of the Lord living in sin who wants one day decided to ask God for help and really take him up on it, and I'm delighted to share my story and journey with you. Well, well, well. Now, I hope you didn't think that I was going to drop a bomb like eviction on you and not break down exactly what happened. Of course I would have, because if you don't know by now or have paid much attention to me in my postings, I have been terrible, terrible with trying to keep up with myself, my life, my children, at times my faith, but God. He's always there to remind me to give myself some grace. This is the hardest part about my walk with faith is learning to give myself grace. I will ask God for forgiveness and then turn right around and still feel guilty about everything that I ask for forgiveness from. Like, But the one thing that God lovingly reminds me is that it's done. Um, in Acts 10, 43, it says that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So, once you've given it to him and you've asked for forgiveness in Jesus' name, it is done. And there's nothing else that needs to be done besides changing behavior, continual prayer, and praise to him so that you can continue to overcome in and through him so as to not return to that place or situation. And it's definitely hard not to think about eviction. Don't get me wrong. I think about it every day and how I even got there. Even now, as I'm recording, it's on my mind, especially because we're talking about it. But even before um, recording the podcast, like it just every day I thought about it. Every day I think about it. Um, And with my overthinking, I can think myself right back into that place. So every single time it comes up, I thank God for bringing me through that place and for helping me to get over it ever happening again. I had been looking for a job for a while though. And um, I will say that I wasn't looking for a job at my full capacity. I think that I was just looking for jobs that I didn't mind doing or something that I was really good at um, so that I could go into a job and enjoy the job. But then I noticed that nothing was coming up. I'm in a new place. I'm in... A new mindset. And I worked my last job. I quit in November of 2020. And I quit because it had become, after three years, it had become so overwhelming. And there was no God in that job. Like, I wasn't able to show the glory of God and who I was through that job. And then no one else showed that God was working in and through them either. And it just, it really took a toll on my mental health. And I just told myself I never wanted to go back into a place like that. So I had begun to apply to almost anything once I became really desperate. And I just knew that I needed a job. So prior to, you know, finding a job and me just looking everywhere, I'd been working Instacart and DoorDash. And when I first moved here, I was living with a friend of mine, and I stayed with her for about seven or eight months, but I didn't have to pay her rent. I had to make sure that me and the kids had food. I had to make sure they had things for school, school clothes, school supplies, um, field trip money, things like that. So... DoorDash and Instacart definitely assisted more than expected, but I was also able to kind of work on my savings with DoorDash and Instacart because I wasn't paying rent. But then once I had used what I'd saved up in my savings to obtain my apartment, I never really thought about how slow it had gotten over the course of the last couple of months because I had the money to move into the apartment. And then once it was time to pay rent, I had already came up with a budget with how much I needed to make per day in order to afford the rent. And I thought that it was very obtainable. I thought that once we moved, the kids would fall into a schedule where... I'd be able to Instacart because we had our own space. They wouldn't fuss so much about not being able to go outside or not being able to have their things because they have their own rooms and they have all of their belongings and we have all of our own space. And I thought that things would kind of just fall in line and it did not happen like that. We had been living together in the same room for the last six years. And it never dawned on me that because we were together so much once I got a job they would have separation anxiety. And that's kind of what happened with the children. It got really hard to do DoorDash and Instacart without taking them along with me or without being gone all day long. But I had to make at least $70 to $100 a day just to make sure that I could afford the rent plus groceries and any other bills that I needed to afford. And I began to get so discouraged in not making the money that I needed to make because by the end of the day, I had to put gas in the car because I drove around all day. I had to make sure that I came home with dinner depending on what time it was, not to mention snacks for snack, you know, for school the next day. And it just became really overwhelming. I remember having a conversation with a really great friend of mine and they were saying how they don't believe that Instacart and DoorDash is what I should be doing. And how maybe God is calling me away from that and that I should just delete the apps and not think about it. But then I got so scared, like, what am I going to do for money? If I quit these, you know, side hustles, how am I going to obtain any kind of cash? Because at home, I could just start doing hair and clients would pour in. But here I'm in a new place. I haven't been marketing myself for hair. So I had no clients to. Make sure that I was making up the money that I needed to make that I, you know, if I quit DoorDash and Instacart. So I just became so discouraged that days would pass that I wouldn't go out and DoorDash and Instacart. And then those days begin to turn to weeks. And the rent comes every month. So July rent came and I was late getting July's rent, but eventually I got July's rent. And by the time I was ready to pay July's rent, I had to also add on late fees. So by the time I caught up on the late fees from July, August was next week. Got up to getting August's rent. And now August late fees kicked in. And then you get September's rent and September's late fees kick in. So I went to court September 1 and they were like, well, we can give you 10 days. So that would be September 11th. Like, that's all I had to make sure I had all the money. And outside of what I needed, I was so terrified that I just would not make this money. And can I just tell y'all, like, and I know I've done uh, one of these episodes talks about like godly friends. I cannot thank God enough for being so faithful for the people that he's brought into my life. Because without the people that I currently have, I would not be where I am today. It is not just me that got me to where I am, but it's also the people who are behind me, who are rallying for me, who are keeping up with me, who are keeping me accountable in my prayer life and in making sure that I'm continually doing what God is calling me to do, making sure that I am on my P's and Q's. When I tell y'all, just like I said in the last podcast, that God has been moving in my personal life, it's crazy how faithful God is. Like I could not even imagine going through, thinking about, or experiencing eviction without the people that I've had in my corner, because I would not have made it without them. And don't worry, sooner or later, I'm going to be name dropping, but just know, these are some of the best people in the world and you've got to have you a team behind you. You've got to have friends who are willing to pray with you because I had a friend who fasted for me. And in the midst of them fasting, I didn't even know what else to do either besides getting on my knees and telling God, like, look, I understand that I'm supposed to go through things to help build my strength and courage and endurance, et cetera. But I don't know how I'm gonna get through this outside of speaking your word because your word has promises in it for me. And there's no way that I can ignore what you've promised me in this moment. You know, so that is where my mind went. Once they told me that I had 10 days to get the money. Every day, that's where I was on my knees. And I was telling God the same thing that he had these men writing in these stories, the same promises that he had them tell to the world. I'm saying, I'm like, look, you promised me this. There's no way I can believe in anything else. You told me this and there's no way that I could believe in anything else. Just like, so it says in the word that you are supposed to go away and pray in your secret place. And I had to be honest and say, there's no way you're taking away my secret place for me. Like, there's no way that you tell me to spend time with you, to not pray in the streets, to not pray, you know, in the public so that people can see me, but to go away and be with you and be alone. And now you're taking the place that I can go away and be alone in. Like, that, that just, it wasn't registering in my head and... I just, I you meet, I said it to him every day, like, this has to be my, my Abraham moment, and that's what I continue to call it, because there has to be a let up. You know, that's kind of where my faith was, is like, there has to be a let up. I was talking to a great man the other night, and he said something that kind of won't leave my head, and it was that I'd never considered being evicted. And it wasn't that I didn't consider it, it's just I'm already living in the storm. So I'm not expecting a storm, I'm expecting my umbrella. And that's what God is for me. You know what I mean? I can't expect something that I'm already going through because it's here. I expect what I'm not receiving. And what I wasn't receiving was God's promises because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So every day that I got on my knees, I told God, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever it is you need me to do in this moment, I'll do it because I believe that this is my Abraham moment. Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Tell me what you need to see from me. Tell me what you need to hear from me and I will do it. And every day it was the same thing. It was my podcast. He was saying, you need to reach people through your podcast. You need to not give up on what you're doing because this is what I've called you to do. I've given you this years ago and look at how long it's taking you to get to this place. I need you to stay in this place in order to receive the promises that I have for you. And I was like ready to poop my pants because it's not that I don't want to do the podcast, but I do get nervous about maybe offending someone or upsetting someone and I never want to be in that place. But then I have to remind myself the Bible is offensive. You know, you hear so many people who kind of can't get around to reading it, but once you begin to read it, you begin to understand that, oh my gosh, like this is my everyday life. I'm going through the same things that these people have been through. I'm going through the same thing that Jesus went through. And We don't have to die on the cross, but you have to be able to pick up your own cross to die to it every day and to get back to that place where you're humbling yourself to say, yes, God, I need you. I need you to bless me in this moment. I need to see your favor in my life. Show me your grace and your mercy. Like Now, let's be clear. God does not respond to desperation, And we as Christians have to go through bad times to help us grow stronger in our faith to give us courage and endurance for the future. So I was prepared for anything to happen, but I just knew that there was no way that God was going to remove me from the place that he had given me, to remove me from my secret place, to remove me from the apartment that I had only lived in for four months. And I knew that I was the one that was disobedient, that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I wasn't doing what he called me to do. And all I could do was go to him and Repent for my disobedience and ask him for forgiveness and ask him what he needed me to do, but I was not willing to believe that I was going to be evicted in this moment. I was not willing to waver my faith and sit back and do nothing at the time. I was not willing to not humble myself and ask for help. I was not willing to not reach out to people. And when again, when I say I have some of the best people in my corner, I absolutely have some of the best people in my corner. And I truly believe that God is setting my life up, not only for my everyday purposes, but for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 50 years from now with the people that he's given me because godly relationships last. They're not of the world and they're not of these everything minor things. You can go through something with the people that God gives you. Just like you go through stuff with your family and your family will leave you high and dry or like they won't help you. They'll ask you how much help you need. They'll ask you what you need. And then they will be like, oh, well, dang, I wish I could. Like, even if you were to say something like I need a hundred dollars and they can't give you a hundred dollars, even if they, if you say anything helps, right. Then they'll be like, oh, but all I got is $5 and five is not close to a hundred. So I can't give nothing. The people that God bring you will literally tell you before you even have to tell them you say a hundred dollars and they like, look, all I got is 20. Does that help? You know what I mean? Because God is faithful in what he does and he's not a man that he shall lie. He always comes through for you no matter what. And I am in a place now where I don't even want to have any, Any thought of what God cannot do for me, it's always I'm already standing in my storm because I'm the one who creates the storm moving on my own. But when I'm moving with God, I'm expecting my umbrella and that's it. I'm not expecting anything less than because his word and the promises that his word speaks over my life to me are true. And not only are they true, but I believe in his word over my life. I believe in the promises that his word speaks over my life. I believe in the things that God has shown me. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing, to believe in the word that you're reading. We get so caught up every day on our social media apps at our jobs, in our classrooms with the things that people are telling us and the information that we're taking in all the time. But we'll believe it if it sounds if it sounds good or if it sounds like it makes sense do the same with the word go back and read it and once you're reading it you'll understand that it is exactly what you're going through now and the promises over your life the the his word are speaking it's not fake. It is so real. It is so true. And when I tell you that God is so faithful in what he is doing, he's so faithful in what he is doing. You guys have to understand that it's not going to feel good in the moment. It's not going to look good in the moment. People may not even agree with you in the moment. But if you stand firm, stand strong, I'm talking 10 toes down for God, the same way you 10 toes down for your friends. I promise you He will not disappoint you All right That's it That's it It's the end of this episode Of Fumble to Faith And I want to remind you all That it happens But there's always a time With God to start again And I want to be there for you Every step of the way I hope you enjoyed this As much as I did And as always remember It's not hard to come to Jesus Confess with your mouth And believe with your heart That Jesus Christ died on the cross For your sins Repent Restore And heal in and with the word of God. If you start with loving your neighbor as you love yourself, then you are halfway there. Love is the only remedy for hate. Remember first John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. Tune into the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and turn your notifications on to know when the new episode goes up on Buzzsprout.com, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can follow on social media at Fumble to Faith on IG and TikTok. I'm always interceding on your behalf I love you